Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to Become that confident leader and take your business and your life to the next level. Today, I'm excited to have Dr. Jennifer Harrison as my guest. And let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Jen. So Dr. Jen is a highly experienced dissertation coach. A PhD herself, she had coached and supervised first-generation ESL and non-traditional students in their in the UK and the USA for more than 10 years. Many of her clients are BIPOC, and you'll have to let me know what that means, um, and women of color. And uh, just like her, and many of them have achieved first-class degrees, Dr. Jen offers support in writing, research design, motivation, and research methods. She specializes in helping you achieve your dissertation and career goals quickly and easily so you can feel confident in supporting as you move forward. So we chose a question that you need to ask yourself as you listen to this. Can a doctoral degree help boost your professional career? Please join me in welcoming Dr. Jen Harrison. Well, Dr. Jen, so you've got 10 years on us. And I'm thinking most people are like, I don't even want to think about a PhD, but um, there are many, many that do. And uh, congratulations to all you hard workers, because that's what a PhD takes is hard work. So it's so wonderful to have someone like you to be able to help them navigate this and successfully get to the end goal, which is that wonderful degree. We always start with the easy question though, Dr. Jim, where do you live? Where do you call home? So I actually live in Pennsylvania, um, <gasps> close to New York. Uh, oh, well, now you're farther away from me. I, I, my original, I was born in uh, Pennsylvania, but in the Eastern, uh, the sorry, the Western Pennsylvania in mm -hmm. Pittsburgh area, a oh, suburb nice. of Pittsburgh. But um, I did have relatives that lived in uh, Philadelphia and then some in New York. Mm -hmm. So uh, all around there. And my brother for a while lived in Cyclone, Pennsylvania, which was near Bradford, mm -hmm. which is near Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big old state. There's, you know, it is. One, it one is. end is quite different to the other. And, I'm in the end, it's full of mountains. It is. They lived in the Allegheny Forest, which was really oh, beautiful. Yes. You had bears visiting in the backyard. Oh, yes. Yep. Very familiar. <laughs> yes. Yes. So 
first of all, I know um, I'm 65 and I don't know all these acronyms that they have. So please enlighten me. The audience all may know what BP, BIPOC stands for. I'm thinking um, what I have in mind, but go ahead and tell me what it stands for. <laughs> so that is Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. There you go. See? And yeah. you said all that in the other part, but still, thank you for educating me because, again, don't know all these acronyms that are coming out now. So very good. No problem. All right. How do you know, you know, you're at this point in your life, how do you know if a dissertation is really the right choice for you to make? That's a great question. Because I think a lot of people turn to a grad degree when they know they want to move somewhere else in their lives, but they're not quite sure where they want to move or how they want to move or what they're going to do to get there. And so they think, oh, I know, I'll do another degree. And that gives me thinking space and a, a kind of leap forward. Um, I'm actually going to walk you through a few steps that you can do, like a mental process that you can do to work out if this is the right kind of choice yeah. for you. So a degree is not a magic wand to get you anywhere you want to get in life. That's really important to say first off. Um, you need to figure out what your end game is. So imagine yourself at the end of your path. Where do you want to be? And how do you want your life to be different than it is right now? Um, and so, you know, that might look like different income. It might look like a different job. Mm. It might look like a different lifestyle, but you've got to work out what it is. You know, why are you trying to make this change? That's the first thing. Not just what is the change, but why are you trying to do it? Mm. And then do some research on all the different ways that you can get there. So don't immediately leap to a dissertation or a graduate degree. Kind of look at all the different options, research them. So for example, if you wanted to um, write cookbooks, like that's the, the change you want to make in your life. A culinary degree is not going to be your only option. You can gain experience on the job. You can um, work as a food, food blogger. You can be a social media presence. So there's lots of different ways to get to that end goal. You've got to make a list of what the options are, and then you've got to rank them. And I would recommend mm. ranking them according to what sounds like the most fun to you, not necessarily <laughs> what sounds like the most valuable or the most yeah. prestigious or even the most expensive. Or cheap. So I would say rank them according to what seems like the most fun for you. Mm. Then once you've done that, list out the challenges and the sacrifices that are going to come with each of those options as well as the benefits. So for example, um, doing a culinary degree is going to be very expensive and it's going to be a huge time commitment, but it's also high prestige. Being a presence on social media is cheaper and it gains you instant exposure, but it also requires a lot of time and a lot of independent working and no one's going to give you financial aid to do it. So mm -hmm. you've kind of got to, you know, you know, your life and, and the, the constraints within which you need to work as you move forward. So make a list of all of those different factors that you've got to consider for each of these options. Then next step, assess your own strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So a degree requires a really specific set of skills. Do you have them or do you have the time to develop them? Because if you don't, a degree is not the right path for you, even if you think it sounds like fun. And even if you think it sounds like it has the fewest um, sacrifices compared to the other options, if you can't do it and you don't have the time to learn the skills then it's not going to work out well for you um so you've got to kind of assess you know it's it's a, a cost benefit kind of mm. equation that you've got to look at when you're deciding if a degree is the right right choice for you but you mm -hmm. have to make that with the information about the other options in front of you you can't just kind of jump into the degree and hope it's all going to work out very good so say they decided to do this what can they expect to um, 
happen to how will their life change once they get this degree in your and you've got the degree you you've been there done that got the t-shirt yep. so what what are the outcomes of having a phd oh the only one you can really count on is that you'll have a phd <laughs> everything else <laughs> is kind of a little bit you know maybe yes. um yeah. definitely it obviously it carries some prestige in mm -hmm. certain circles not necessarily in all circles but definitely you are setting yourself up as an expert in this field so you're you're going to be gaining the prestige that goes with that. Now that prestige will vary depending on what the degree is and which school you earned it from and how well you publicize it. Um, but that's the main benefit that you get. You set yourself up as an expert and you got a piece of paper to prove that you are an expert. Um, you'll probably be, be quite a bit older and poorer by the time you are done as well and maybe a little bit more frustrated and perhaps a little bit more worldwide as well. Yeah. You will have gained a lot of um, very useful skills in terms of project management. So learning how to manage yourself through a large project without somebody necessarily telling you every step of the way what to do. So if that's not something that you've had before that, you will have gained that from the experience as well. But you should expect that you are going to be putting in a heavy time commitment. You're probably going to experience some knocks to your self-esteem because you're going to be learning and growing. There's going to be a lot of revision um, there's probably going to be a lot of criticism. There'll be a lot of contact with other people. So there's great opportunities for building networks mm. during one of these degrees. But there's also a lot of writing, a lot of reading, a lot of learning. And you do have to manage your own time and your own goals. Um, so those are all things you are going to learn. You're going to come out of that experience with that in your your kit, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, but perhaps with the frustration as well of having to have learned all of that. And then um, you, you're going to pick up good communication but there's also going to be a lot of uncertainty there is a lot of uncertainty in yeah. one of these degrees um, how long it will take how much it will cost what you'll actually get out of it at the end so those are all things to consider so how can you help someone navigate that you know for me i was a project manager for a good many years of my career and um, did well with that so you know i don't need that project management thing but how else can you help the person and you know maybe it is just being organized, but what what do you offer in terms of support for them that would make a difference and maybe make this journey a little less frustrating? Sure. So there's a lot of different types of challenge that you can run into as you're doing a degree. And really my job is to help you get over any of those. So some of those might be psychological things like um, low motivation or imposter mm -hmm. syndrome or difficulty getting started and sitting down to write. Like I've got a lot of students who have ADHD and they need help with that kind of keeping yeah. on track. Yeah. Some of the problems are going to be very uh, practical, mechanical. So you may not know what should go in chapter one. What do they mean when they see a research gap? How am I supposed to find sources that prove this? Those kind of technical aspects of writing and of researching, I will also provide tuition for. Um, sometimes students just need to vent, you know, they need somebody to talk to because they're frustrated or they're angry mm -hmm. or whatever it might be. And I'm that kind of ear that can listen. And then I really do um, focus on processes and wellness of my students. So oh, um, helping them to understand how to manage their time in a way that works for them as well as their degree, ha mm -hmm. helping them to work out where they're spending time that they don't need to and where they could maybe streamline their processes um, when it comes to writing on research. 
Um, so I help with all of those things. And the reason that's really important is because most of the time, and the programs won't tell you this, but most of the time you'll go into a graduate degree and you'll get a supervisor. And that supervisor is great at their content. You know, they might be an amazing physicist or, you know, a world-renowned expert on counseling. But what they are probably not trained in is how to teach somebody anything. Um, yeah. You know, they pick that up as they've gone along. They might not be great at giving feedback in a way that is kind. They mm. might not be great at giving feedback at all. A lot of them take a long time to answer emails. They don't answer questions clearly. They're not necessarily there to pat you on the back or hold your hands or be a shoulder to cry on. So all of those kind of extra things that you need help with, you may not get from your supervisor. And I'm kind of there to fill that role. And and I think it's really an important role because many, if not all, of the people that are going for their PhD are still working. Yes. Still having families. Maybe some of their kids are older and and having family uh, having families of their own, but still, you know, that person is still in a support role as a grandparent, if you will. Yeah. Um, and so you have all of those balls in the air to try to manage, which makes frustration and the importance of having uh, someone to vent to or to ask questions of. And, and your point about the timeliness of the response, I think is really important because if you have all these things going on work life, you will tend to just try to get it done and not ask for help, if you will, um, if that help is not readily there. Yes, absolutely. And I think a lot of students as well feel like they're supposed to know it all already. And so they're a little bit shy or or, um, feel worried about reaching out for help. You know, does that mean I'm not good enough to be doing this? Yeah. Yeah. There's no bad questions. (laughs) That's for sure. Indeed. So what are some other strategies that you can over, um, you can do to overcome any of the um, the challenges that you talked about. I would think, you know, you talked a little bit about wellness. Maybe let's stay there for a little bit. Self-care, I, I do a lot of podcasts because I think it's a, an area that we as a, especially high-performing people forget. Oh, wait, I have to stay healthy. I have to stay, you know, mindset correct. So talk a little bit about strategies that you have given to folks to help them stay well and um, in the right positive mindset throughout this um, process? Sure. Well, you know, I think the um, the biggest one that comes up in terms of wellness is, and this is something that's being talked a lot about on um, on, on Twitter or you know, X as we're supposed to call it now, um, it, it, amongst all the academics, there is a push to normalize wellness and taking breaks because it's traditionally not been there in academia. There has been a very competitive Mm -hmm. atmosphere in academia that pushes you to work harder, work more, take on more, say yes to everything. So it's the biggest thing is getting over that part of the culture where it is still there. And so your institution isn't going to be necessarily supporting you for wellness. So you have to take the initiative and be proactive about your own wellness. And sometimes accept that you're going to annoy the people you work with, mm-hmm. but that that's important in taking care of yourself. So um, a lot of it um, from, from me as a coach, when I'm working with people is um, simply validating their needs, you know, telling mm-hmm. them it is okay for you to take a break now. It is okay for you to not get this done yesterday 
um, you know, it, it it's fine for you to be taking healthy breaks to eat and to sleep and to take walks and to play with your dog. So, so you know, because they may not necessarily be hearing that from anybody else around them. So that, that's a big one. But then I also kind of help people with, um, you know, they may not even know how to manage their time and manage their life in such a way that it prioritizes wellness. So um, I have a kind of stock toolkit that I try and encourage my students to use. Um, and they have a lot to do with work-life balance. Oh, good, good, good. So, and I think that's oh. even good for people that are just going into college too. Some yes. high school uh new freshmen especially mm-hmm. might not have ever disciplined themselves enough to really know how to navigate college life and uh as i said when you and add in that you're working a 40 hour week and mm-hmm. trying to get this in it really does uh, emphasize the need for sleep somehow some way to get in those eight hours yes which is one of the reasons i say think really carefully about whether this is the best path for you before you start one of these degrees um but you know i would say like this this toolkit of strategies that i suggest to people it's not just for even college students i'd say if you're starting a new job or you're you know just starting out in your career or even you're moving from one position to another these are things that it's worth remembering as you navigate a new organizational culture yeah and and those of my audience is primarily entrepreneurs. And so for the entrepreneurs too, some of them, it isn't, you know, it's a side gig still for them. And yes. so all of the things that you're talking about still are relevant for that group of people as well. Definitely. So would you like me to talk you through some of these? Yes, I would. <laughs> so um, the first one is to engage in affirmative behaviors. And what I mean by that is things like um, journaling or, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even just sitting down with a friend who gets you and listens to you and chatting through what you're doing with them. Um, The reason I say that's really important is that you, it's really easy for people to focus on the negative, especially when things are stressful. So you need that kind of moment of reflection or you need somebody else to be your Mm. moment of reflection (laughs) to remind you that um, actually you've made more progress than you think there are positives here that you can focus on. So that's one is to be really deliberate about focusing on the positives find a practice that helps you do that. Another one, um, and this one I cannot stress enough, this is the most important one. Seek and accept all the help you need without guilt. And that might be external help. So mentors, other students, writing centers, YouTube videos, um, you know, anyone that you need to learn what you need to learn because it's okay and it's normal not to know everything and be able to do everything. Um, But you need need supports that will help you get to your goals. I would say goal map for life. And this is something I do a lot with my students. Like don't just focus on the degree and or whatever the situation, don't just focus on the new job. Don't just focus on the degree. Um, Remember its place in the rest of your life. Remember why you're doing it and that there are other things that make you worthwhile and make you happy as well. So that will help you to not over-focus and um, over-produce. For your PhD. Um, I would say invest in the right tools. So um, there are apps, there's software, there's reference books, um, you know, all of these project management apps, um, things you can put on your phone that will stop your phone from disturbing you while you're working. Like whatever your problem might be, there's probably an app or a tool out there that can help you with it. So 
just a little bit of time looking up what those are can save you a lot of time later. Mm -hmm. I think even if you are and like being a very chaotic person, when you're going to do something of this magnitude, it's important to schedule your time. Mm. And that means not just setting aside a time where you work on it, but within that time that you've set aside to work, making sure that you know which tasks you're going to complete, how long they're going to take you, making sure that you're leaving designated time for breaks in there and that you are recognizing that it's not just the task itself, but the administration that goes with it. So you may set aside an hour for work, but you may only do 30 minutes worth of work if you're spending 30 minutes answering emails. So kind of being very um, granulated about the time that you set aside to work. Right. And then finally, um, last thing in the toolkit, you need your people. So your friends, your families, your colleagues, a degree like this can be very isolating, but you need the people around you. So may, be proactive about um, talking through your work with other people. Um, turn to the people around you when you're feeling down or you're feeling anxious. And then like, just ask for actual help. Like ask your mom if she can come and do a load of laundry or babysit for you. Ask a friend if they can bring you a coffee. Like I'm sure I I've never encountered anybody who would grudge a request like that um, yeah. from somebody that they know and love who is doing one of these degrees. So we don't like to ask for help, but ask for help because it will save your life. <laughs> mm -hmm. Alrighty. So very good. Six good points. So it's time now for us to go into the rapid fire. My first word that I want you to talk a little bit about, we touched on this a few times already, is motivation. Because it's not, uh, this isn't going to be something that's done in a week. So you will have that roller coaster, I would imagine where your motivation is high and then it's in the toilet. Um, so talk about motivation a little bit. Um, so obviously motivation is critical. If you don't have it, you're probably not going to finish and you want to finish because this is an important thing you've committed to. Mm -hmm. um, I would go back to that idea of using your people, knowing your people, having your people, they'll be motivated for you when you don't feel motivated. So let them know that that's what their role is in your life and then call on them when you feel the motivation is ebbing and say, remind me why I'm doing this, bully me into doing it until I feel motivated again. Yeah, I almost think you should put up like on the your wall just something that's always there that's reminding you you of your why so yeah, that you I have just, that yeah it, it can help sometimes if you are in one of those low modes though you look up and you see it and you just get really annoyed by it yeah like why do i even put uh, that on my wall sometimes you, you need the um the kind of social pressure of another person yes that I is think. true to hold you accountable right yeah yeah definitely all right so the next thing is really we're going to step away from this topic in the sense we're going to focus on you for the next two that I have. What is the one thing that you still want to do in your life? Oh, I still <laughs> want to visit Scandinavia. Oh, and why? Um, There's something about the Northern Lights that I find really fascinating. And yeah. also I don't like being too hot. So, um, yeah, I think that's that's my dream destination. I made a very pit stop in um, Iceland this summer and absolutely fell in love with it. Um, so I'd love to see more of Scandinavia. Yeah. Hallmark channels made me love Iceland <laughs> and the Northern <laughs> Lights too. It's like, I have to see that. All right. And I don't like cold, but I would be able to be there for a visit. I don't want to live in the cold. <laughs> Fair. 
And so I know that you've done all this learning that you've gone and, and got your PhD, but I have to believe that books are still important to you. So what is your favorite book of all time? Oh man, all time. That's like choosing a favorite child. I know, <laughs> I know. All right, favorite book this year that you read thus far? Oh, okay. Well, that one's easy. I really, really love Kendra Adachi's uh, The Lazy Genius, which lazy. I, I read, I fell in love with it. It's just so helpful in so many different situations. She gives really clear, easy principles that you can just apply to everything in your life. It's magical. Very good. All right. So we have what her favorite book is. We know what she's going to do. And um, now it's time for me to share my screen so that you can be able to connect with her and take advantage of all of the things that she can do for you to make sure that you can get your degree. Or again, if you're just an entrepreneur, not going for your PhD, but uh, check out all these things that she talked about that can help you stay focused and on task to be able to do the things you need to do to make the money you need to make and be happy in your entrepreneur journey. For those of you that are just listening, the place that you would want to go is her website, https colon forward slash forward slash readwriteperfect.com. Again, that's R-E-A-D-W-R-I-T-E-P-E-R-F-E-C-T.com. So readwriteperfect.com. Com. She's on LinkedIn at Jennifer Harrison, and then a number just search by Jennifer Harrison or Dr. Jennifer Harrison, you'll find her. Twitter or X, um, you can go to uh, perfect underscore right, perfect underscore right, and right is W-R-I-T-E. And I will let Dr. Jen talk to you about what you can find on her website and her social media. Yep. So if you um, are listening to this podcast and anything that we've been talking about resonates with you, you can visit my website or um, you can visit the link that I've put into the show notes for you and you'll be able to book a free call with me and we can sit down and get kind of a few problems off of your plate. And you can also find a ton of resources um, on my website. Some of them are specific to doing a dissertation. Some of them are about things like motivation and wellness. Um, so you can read more about them there and um, follow me on Twitter if you want to see me engaging in kind of some of these debates about wellness in academia as well. Very good. Well, it has been wonderful talking to you. And I, I love the fact that, you know, I know that not everybody is going to be going for their PhD, but all of the things you talked about are really great skills to have to be organized and, and be able to manage that you don't have frustration in your life. So I encourage you to do go to the website, give her a call if you found anything here that really struck you as interesting that um, may be something that you need to do and uh, chat with her. So once again, thank you so much, Dr. Jen, for being here today. And as always, I remind you and everyone that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. 
Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.